0: What's going on, guys? It's another episode of the Entrepreneur Enthusiast. I got this man, the legend, Chris Worry in the building. I met Chris, man, about like seven, eight years ago, um, working at Playhouse. And um, you know, he was the one that actually, to me, had the, the the term of a lifestyle entrepreneur. And I really uh admired that because it wasn't just putting yourself in a box, it was kind of branding yourself as I can do more. When you were young, did you always know you was gonna throw events?
1: Uh, for me, man, um, nah, events was something that 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 I kind of stumbled upon in college. Yeah. So I had a a really good friend of mine. Where'd you go first uh, of all? I, so I went to I went to Morris and I went to Hampton. Okay. Okay. Uh, so while I was at Hampton, um, I had a friend that was an aspiring DJ, mm-hmm. and so I would literally just pull up to to you know house parties and different yep. things that he had going on, and all the business was messed up. So literally, mm. I like, pull up and. You know, he just wanna play music, but you know, they ain't have anybody running the door or counting yeah. the money or just making sure stuff was organized. So I yeah. got involved just to kinda help this guy out. Yeah. And uh he ended up ended up just being really good at it. Nice. You know, good at organizing. I had a had a really cool network and that's kind of what led me into the whole thing. So you had
0: that skill beforehand mm-hmm. before you went, and then you figured out you were gonna try to apply it. There you go. So what did you do before that then? What what do you feel like developed that skill in you? Or was that nurtured or was it nature?
1: I feel like it's a little bit of both, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I think sports growing up, man. So yeah. like like I was a hooper growing up, was a point guard, a facilitator. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that when you you know, when you play sports and you have to get everybody involved and yeah. you know, in that particular position, man, you, you know, you know everybody's job. You know what everybody's doing on the court. Yeah. Um you, you know how to run the offense, you know how to get everybody involved, you know, yeah. and, and you're kinda like the, the the brain or the engine of what's happening. I think I feel like that's the same way with business. Yeah. You know, so that's no, my approach to 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 events. Yeah. You know, from from knowing everybody from, you know, the bathroom attendant to to mm-hmm. the stage manager, to, to, to the owner of the club, to to the promoters yep. uh, and, and, and every process in between. I feel like you got to really understand, you know, things from from the front to the to the back to really to really facilitate it and do it the right way. Man,
0: it, it's it's funny you say that because a lot of people just want the glitz and the glamour. And they automatically think they could just be at the top. And that's, you know, that's what it is. Um, but you you said it. Like, you got to know the bathroom attendance. Like, you got to know everybody. How much do you... And where would you get that from and just value that That's customer service at its finest. Like, where did you learn to value that?
1: I mean, I, I think... Uh... Just, just my upbringing, man. Yeah. You know, you know, my my grandmother and, and mama just just real, you know, humble service. My grandmother was a, a school teacher, DC public school system, you yeah. know, over over thirty five years. Yeah, my mom was a lieutenant commander in the navy. You know what I mean? And so I just think that, you know, always being a service to people and just being tight in your tight in your situation, you know, yeah. and and knowing that that the only difference between you know. Myself and the next person is is is, is God's grace. That's it. Man. You know what I mean. We 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 all people. We all breathing the same air, and and it's really about um, you know finding ways that, that 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 we can connect more so than finding ways that we we don't connect. How do know? you
0: how do you manage that? And we'll, we'll fast forward. How do you manage that in a field where I don't feel like that's appreciated? I don't feel like people value other people. I don't, I don't feel like that human connection is there. Um, right. So how do you manage that? now with that um i
1: think for me that's what that's what separates yeah you know uh good from great you Mm -hmm. know what i mean it's really being able to connect with people on all levels and communicate with people in a level where they can understand you. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because at the end of the day like if you're flying a plane and and, and and you're flying it too high or flying it too low and people can't connect with you regardless of what you're saying, if it's thorough, yeah, um, it, if it doesn't hit the target, then it's then, 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 You know, you're wasting your energy. Yeah. You know? and so so for well, me, it's, it's, it's been about meeting people where they are, and, yeah, and and, and and communicating with people on the level where they can understand you. That, that makes sense. And and so coming from Virginia, mm-hmm. well, where where are you from? Man, so I was born in Washington D.C. Okay. and uh uh raised in Chesapeake, Virginia. Got it. Hampton Roads area, yeah. Uh, Tidewater, you know, home to a lot of a lot of a lot of great things in music, culture, yeah. and entertainment. So yeah. So you went you went to um
0: I'm not gonna say the first, but the uh, first place, but like second and third down there. HBCU. I went to Prairie View. So okay. You, you, okay. Went to, okay. you went to no okay. shout out to HBCUs because uh, yes. it's interesting because the one thing that's common in uh a lot of the episodes I've been doing is that. Not necessarily fully college aspect, but that learning aspect.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then we see a lot of the greats. You you notice like they really started in college, even though they may not finish. Like with like Diddy story, he was at Howard. It was that college base of it. How important is the structure of education and how and how it built you?
1: I think that uh, the structure of education. Is important because it, it it teaches you perseverance. It teaches yeah. you how to see things through a process. Yeah, you know. And I think the the most valuable thing that you gain, you know, from a college network or just from a from a school in general is your, your network is your network. Yeah. And so college really teaches you how to how to get it for yourself, how to yeah. learn on your own. So once you learn how to educate yourself, I mean, the the degree, in my opinion, is just validation for what you already knew or understood. Yeah. But the lessons um, that you get in the networks and the things that you soak up, you don't, the relationships. You don't need a piece of paper, nah, you, don't. you know, for that, you know, and, and and that's what's paying a lot of people moving forward. And that's what's provided, yeah. you know, more opportunities for me than, you know, my traditional marketing degree.
0: You know it, it's interesting you say that too. Cause like I, I started um, doing marketing. I was always, always knew I wanted to be a business owner and I was like, I'm not going to school. This is not for me and I have my master's now, but like you said, the most thing I value from school was the relationships and the, and the people around it and working through things that I have to work through that I normally wouldn't have to work through in a life, you know, really just finding myself. Because I feel like at 17, 18, 19, you really don't know. You're just kind of in the space. And we've had friends fall into a space and some people give up. What would you say would be the hardest climb you've taken to your journey from then and out?
1: Um, I would say reaching new ceilings you know what i mean i think it's 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 impressive to you know be from a place Mm -hmm. and 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 do your thing whether it be work school sports business whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be um and ascend in that environment and i think that the 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 next challenge is to take your learnings and go to a different environment whether it be Mm -hmm. your college or another city and, and, and 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 Replicate that same thing, yeah. you know, but now you you may not necessarily have the same comforts of home. Yeah, You know what I mean? And so for me, the biggest challenge has been in every new city that I've lived, mm-hmm. having to build upon the learnings from the previous environment. So yeah. I, um, you know, military family, every three years we moved up yeah. until I was nine. Oh, wow. You know, lived all up and down the East Coast, lived yeah. in Connecticut, lived in a couple different parts of Virginia. Um, we settled in the Hampton Roads area of, yeah. of you know Virginia when I was nine, and I, I was there from, you know, nine until I graduated high school. Then I went to school in Atlanta, yeah. you know, for for three years, and and and, and um, and it and it had a great experience, you know, at, at Morehouse and, yeah. and 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 doing my thing down there, um, and and really develop, you know, my business acumen mm-hmm. and how to how to really be a, a, a black man in today's mm, world. That's important. You know what I mean, how, yeah. how to navigate the space of understanding, like. It's not gonna, it's not fair. Yeah, it, yeah. it's not going to be fair. It's, it's not, not set up that fair. way, but it doesn't mean we can't win. We can't win. You know yeah, what I mean? We, yeah. We're destined to win. We're, yeah. We we come from a stock of greatness, man. Yeah. And so just 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 getting a, a mirror mm-hmm. of myself, but from a positive perspective, and, yeah. and seeing so many examples of who I can be and who I can aspire to be, um, it, it, it changed my perspective and really molded my my mindset.
0: No, that's important. I feel like when we were young, like our role models were like Diddy. like i'm I'm trying to name any prom michael jordan like Mm -hmm. michael jackson like other than that in the 90s like there were no like people to look up to that measured success that were african-american you know my mom made it a point to take me to my my black doctor my black dentist and i got to see that but it's like you don't understand that you don't understand your worth because all you think you could do is rap you know, trap, you know, all those things until you get around a pool of other great black men. And it's like, wow. And you, you spoke to that, speak to how that had like that experience when you went from Morehouse and then you went to Hampton mm-hmm. and then you came all the way to LA, which is like, to me, it's like you a big fish. I'm in a big pond now. Like mm-hmm. how was that transition doing that? Cause most people go the other way around.
1: So for me, um, in between those two schools, and I and I switched schools to to support my mom, yeah. who was a you know a single parent raising sons and all of that. And so I just needed that 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 family vibe. Yep. Both my parents actually graduated, uh, even though they're not together. They graduated from Hampton, both Thanks. of them. So I had Hampton history, but yeah. I kind of went against the grain and, yeah. and went to Morehouse, and it still ended up you know back at, at Hampton, Hampton to finish. Um, and so while I was at Hampton, man, um, is when I really got into to doing events. And, yeah, uh, we did. A lot of the really big black college spring breaks. Yeah. So we had black college spring break in Miami. That was a thing every mm-hmm. year. All the black colleges would go to Miami. We throw parties. We do events. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went down there, man, um, made some really good connections. through some amazing events and got a pretty much an open invitation from the city of Miami. That like if I was ever interested in you know yeah. pursuing you know event planning or, or or working with some of the top companies down there. Yeah. Hey man, come on down. Yeah. So. Shortly after college at Hampton, uh, I was working a corporate job. I, I was a sales manager for Super Kmart. Uh, yeah. got, got on with Sears Holding Corporation before they they went under. Yeah, and uh, I was managing uh, a retail stores. So I was managing a, a Super Kmart by the airport. Mm-hmm. You know, learning that whole thing. It was like a, I don't know, like maybe like a, a fifty million dollar store. And yeah. you know, learning how to you know do the back end stock yeah. and logistics and that whole thing. And so um, I'm doing that and. You know the the market the market crash like literally yeah. like you know in this 08? is like the, the like the first recession like yeah. this is like two thousand and nine yeah you know so that. so the company went under they started laying people off and the whole time this was happening I was still doing events yep and so um, once this happened it I took my 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 marketing degree all my college experience my background I just applied everything to yeah something that interests me which was events yeah so we started doing events in Virginia um, and we became one of the biggest. Uh, entertainment groups in Virginia mm-hmm. doing uh, 18 and up college parties and 21 and up parties at the same time simultaneously five nights a week do yeah. every you know every nightlife establishment across yep. Virginia but the challenge in Virginia was third party promotion was not legal uh, what, oh
0: yeah, so, so, what do you mean so if you're if you're
1: on the club mm-hmm. I can't I have to hire promoters on, on staff on staff it's like a mar- so I would get hired as a marketing manager yeah. for various venues so that I could produce events out of them because you couldn't say you know whatever your entertainment company was yeah. presents this event Unless at this establishment at this establishment mm-hmm. i wonder why that is Virginia is a commonwealth so it's Got very it. very very tricky to like it. to regulate things yeah um and 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 during this period of time in, in my life a lot of people that were were living other walks of life or were in the streets they were they were transitioning out of that into mm-hmm. event production and so this was a barrier to entry to kind of get them to not, not allow people to transition out of that lifestyle into a different kind of life. Yeah. You know, and so because of that, they they created a lot of various rules And Virginia's Virginia's real old school, it's extremely yeah. racist. Um, it's very, very tricky. Them invisible
0: walls as a black man <laughs> yes. that we have. Yes, like. indeed.
1: And so um it's it, it's it's a real heavy energy of yeah. that and, and and oppression and just trying to figure things out. And so I got to a place where we were doing so much work to to create Vibes in Virginia that were like Miami, that were like yeah. Atlanta, that were like DC, and no matter what we did, you know, we 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 would get hit with either difficulties from a political standpoint, mm-hmm. or just just our brothers and sisters, man, just could just come to spots and just be shooting spots up, yeah. and you know, you do all this work to try to make something fly, and it's like no matter what you do, like man, you, know, you, you kind of get a, are a victim of the environment that it was I, in. I
0: just because uh, I, I you know I I spent a lot of time in Houston. That's like my second home, and they, I read that the. Turkey Leg Hut is now into had to put a dress code in, yes. And because they were like, you know, we wanted to create a space for our people, but now if you it's dress like crazy. this, it's getting too crazy. Like, why can't we do that? And then, you know, I, <laughs> I I never understood it, you know, what's going on, but we all got our cousins, you know, whatever is coming through and just, mm-hmm. you know, want to protect ourselves, even even with the situation, unfortunately, like with uh, with takeoff that just happened, like yeah. that was a side situation, like that didn't have to happen, you know, and um. Why why do you think that is? Like what what do you think is going on there? I think, and like
1: I think it's 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 several layers of it, right? Yeah. So I think that one layer is like we're all just trying to do our thing and figure it out, right? Yeah. But we're all um we're dealing with so much in life. Like 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 we got so much coming at us from so many different angles that we're always at a defense. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, matter, no matter what walk of life you live in, no matter whether you went to school, didn't go to school, whether yeah. you, you know, you make your, you're living at a traditional nine to five, whether you, you know, you got out the mud, whether you're trapping, whatever it is you're doing, yeah. we're all just trying to, you know, take care of ourselves, take care of our families and, it and, and push the agenda forward. Yeah. But what happens is society uh, uh, turns us all against each other in a yeah. sense, but we don't understand that that, you know, again, back to my, my, my original point, we breathe the same air, same, you know what man, I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Our, our, our bodies, everything functions the same, you know what I mean? Yep. We just have different experiences, so it's like watching a movie in life from different camera angles. Man, but, 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 man. But, but my perspective does not make your perspective not relevant, you know what nah, I mean? Nah. All our perspectives are relevant and needed, you know what I mean? And so I think that, 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 that we, go, we, we, we go through life with that energy you know, and then you go you deal with certain states where it's open carry or it's very where it's very easy to you know to get guns and get certain things. So so I, so I active like asserting ourselves or or being a man or just or just standing on our own two feet is like yo we gotta either either you know we gotta fight or we gotta conflict or we gotta you know we gotta arm ourselves because we don't never never know what the next person is gonna do. Nice. And so any situation that that could be resolved with a conversation. Or or even or even just catching a fair one and just leaving it Leave as it that, at, that. At, at that, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's, it's it's egos and it's things involved, and so things just escalate. Did you, know? did you
0: did you guys have a was the gang
1: affiliation as big as it is like out here? No, so out here, man, was a was a was a whole new uh, learning experience for yeah. me with just how much uh, I would say gang culture is is indoctrinated through the the entire yeah. Life of LA, where it it's, is, it's just it. part of it. You it know what is. I mean? Just like you know, just from you know, you grow up in a certain place, you just you're, you're connected to something. Some, just this is where you grew up at. Some, you know what I mean? Like just something. just naturally. I, I remember when I was,
0: they used to have these parties called 112. When we when I was in high school, it was our mm-hmm. high school parties, and like I was used to go for the girls because the baddest females used to be up there. So mm-hmm. I'm going for the girls, and I, I never understood why these other dudes come in. They come late, and not only that, they come in a, Fight dudes! It's like yo, like it's a <laughs> bunch of girls over here. Like, what? Right. We on? Yeah, yeah. What type of time you? What, what, what type of time <laughs> you on? And like, I had older cousins that kind of kept me out of that and just mm-hmm. put me up on game and let me know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't come for that. I don't need that. Yeah. And was in it, but I never understood why they would come up here and mess up the party and like mess up the vibe. So I never grasped that that concept. And with with the culture being different, mm-hmm. you being from Virginia. Mm-hmm
1: you in Miami how did you get to LA so moved to Miami uh, just to to expand on what I was doing with the events I wanted yeah. to live in a place that embodied the stuff I was trying to re- I was trying to recreate yeah. you know I wanted to be somewhere where where, where with a city sponsored entertainment yep. and 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 in a uh, a lifestyle that we aspire to be. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you, you you look at what what you would call a, the ghetto fabulous lifestyle. Yep. You know what I mean? And you aspire to want to have the cars and the girls and the and the, and the and the and the entertainment and be around the athletes and the stars and all that. And so Miami was my first uh, intro to that. Yeah, you know, and where I really learned how to work with like high end nightclubs, so I moved mm-hmm. out there to promote and do events. Yeah, and I was managing an American Apparel store, so American Apparel yeah. was keeping me was keeping the bills paid and keeping yep. the roof over my head. And but then you're still working at night, and I'm still working at night doing yep. events, networking. So we we were working with this group um, called the 400 Club, mm-hmm. which was a very very popular you know group on a level of like a like a made nightlife or like Supreme Team yeah. out there in Miami yeah. doing their thing. You know, they, these were these were black entrepreneurs. That were really representing like a very high end, you know, elite lifestyle. Yeah. But, it, but they look just like us. You yeah. know what I mean? So it blew my mind to see people pulling up in Lambos and Ferraris they, and this, they, that, they, and the third. They
0: speak uh, Spanish though. Oh,
1: yeah. It's different. It's different. It's different. It's different man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whole, whole Latin influence. Yeah. Whole, you know, Caribbean influence down yeah. there. And so uh, moved down into work with this group, man. And uh, I had a friend and business partner that was was a cameraman. Mm -hmm. And so he filmed everything that we were doing, Mm. you know. And so his gift in film opened up some opportunities for him to uh, shoot some stuff for Puff. Nice. You know, so he he got connected with Puff, started shooting music videos and doing stuff for his family and and whatever. So he moved out to L.A. Mm -hmm. Around that time, Revolt was starting. Ah, got it. So he moved out to L.A. And the premise of what he had going on was the premise of what Revolt was. So... He got situated, got comfortable, and then they they he, he reached out to me and told me they had an opportunity, you know, within the marketing and social media department. Yeah. So, I flew out from Miami to LA, yeah, for a job interview. For an interview. For an interview with, with the That's with the with the you know duffel bag. That's Duff. it. Yeah, yeah, never left. Yeah, never left. So came that. so came out, uh, you know, met with some people, and this is this is early days when like our. The Revolt Studios was 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 very similar to this office. Yeah, you know, it was in Glendale, but it was literally like spaces like this. Yeah, and there were less than you know less than twenty employees. Hey,
0: we say that all the time when we hear, bro, because that's we coming like, ground hey, level. Hey, you got to yeah. get ground level, but and that that speaks to like the tenacity you have to make that move and make that change, and a lot of people get scared of that because it's like... And, and you moved before, so you know it's no biggie. But Some people don't even leave their city, ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't even get on the airplane, ever. So for you to go with a duffel bag and come down here and shout out to the Puffs, to Steve Harvey's, the people that hire younger generation people and allow them to be great, you know? Wherever, however long you work with them, you're still able to be great and take it, you know, and mm-hmm. leverage that um, great opportunity. So you came here, you was you with was Revolt, but yeah, then... You have still had that itch in the nightlife.
1: Yeah, so so for me, this is this is uh, five years in okay. to, to to you know doing events. Yep. You know what I mean. So I come to L.A. and and we hit the scene. And my role when I was there, um, when I first got there, was was to head up the social media department. Mm-hmm. You know, run the Instagram, run the Twitter, mm-hmm. be on the scene, be where everything is popping at. So in order to do that, we had to get. Tap right back into the to, to what was going on, yeah. the events, the parties, the clubs, everything that's happening in LA because, you know, if they're the ESPN and music, they're the pulse of what's going on in culture, you got to be where it's at you to see be what's where it's going at. on. Yeah. And so that that took allowed me to take my experiences, all my previous experiences, rolling yeah. right back into an environment that I was comfortable in. When you first moved out here, what clubs was popping? Man, so when I first moved out here, man, uh, Playhouse, was 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 one of the main spots yep. supper club supper club, supper club out, was supper club. it man supper club was it yeah uh, you know that that joint was amazing you yeah. know no, shout out to supreme team man yeah. for sure man I had people come, coming down from the coming out from the ceilings they, I still remember to the day yeah and that you know that that was that those were the two spots man I mean you had you had those spots you had um, those, those dudes um because they're from L A
0: mm-hmm. they were able to create that and they they set a a bar um out here and I, I love what they created at that time because there was nothing else like it mm-hmm. and you couldn't like they they brought the the movie to you you know oh, 100% and you couldn't you couldn't ha- access that nowhere and i think they put up the well supreme team man, shout out to LA's finest too when they were yep. doing it but they came and they brought that audience that wasn't shooting up the club they brought i felt like at that point affluent black LA mm-hmm. um to have a good time and I, I really enjoy that Because I was young When they were when they were getting on So I'm I'm waiting I'm waiting in lines <laughs> You yeah, know go yeah. Going no, in spaces no, I,
1: remember, I remember that time man I mean we, we moved out here I'm, I'm coming up on my 10 year uh, anniversary In a week yeah, Of being yeah. in LA So we first moved here man Thank you so much man um, First moved here man We would just You know we lived Right around the corner From something. We would pull mm-hmm. up And wait in the line And yep. you know try, try to know somebody To get in And then, you yep. know what I mean And that was, that was like My first time Like meeting deep And Gary And those guys yep. man And so uh, Yeah man You know that that thing was going in in Graystone Sunday, so those were the oh, three yeah. things in yep. the Toxic Day party so yep. for LA's finest, yep. you know what I mean. And so those were the things that were happening when I first hit the city. Nice, um, you know. Yeah, it's it's
0: it's funny now, like because then you you were just trying to get in, mm-hmm. and I get this now because now when I go out, like I feel like the old guy, but like I'm good. I got access, you know. I go mm-hmm. out and I go, and they move in the roads, like mm-hmm. and it's like so. From from that, what was the I would say the difficult part when you got here into really getting immersed in knowing because LA is a tricky place to yes. understand and oh, learn yes. you know people don't even know it until you think you know it, you're like oh no nah, it's it's tricky what was the most challenging thing to just transition um,
1: into LA? so for me it was being in certain markets like being yeah. being super good in Virginia in DC yeah. in Atlanta in Miami which is a very very tricky place very rude very velvet rope culture you got to right. come a certain way we don't care how much money you got if you're not right in this crowd we're not fucking with you yep. so it to to have achieved you know uh i would say you know have a green light or have passed to do whatever i need to do in these places and it comes to a new city I have to start over again Yeah. and nothing that you did in any other place mattered. matters <laughs> you know what i mean that was it that was it that was a, no that, one was a cares that, that was a real that was a real life check for me Yeah. you know what i mean and 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 what bridged the gap for me was the work i was doing at revolt there mm-hmm. would be certain times where you know i'd be out and then i'd run into different people from the scene mm-hmm. that would show up at our studios or be yeah. musicians or be bringing artists through or need things here or there. And so I was able to make those connections. Yeah. And then that was the bridge for me to yeah. be able to, you know, start connecting with people that, that were local here in LA and they can understand, oh man, you, you know, you got something going on. You're not just somebody that's just trying to get in and hang out or yeah. trying to be cool. But actually we we think that what you're doing is really interesting and dope. And, you know, we fuck with this we, you know, the culture fucks with it and we need this. So yeah. they gave me a platform, an avenue to really you know, come out and do my thing, and yeah. at first it was just me reporting, you know, as a, as a reporter to just see yeah. what was going on at these events, you know yeah. what I mean,
0: and so, yeah. People don't realize that in L.A. that the gatekeepers in L.A. are actually from L.A.,
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and they won't even look like nobody, like, dressed down, like, not even, like, because this is not a dress-up place, mm-hmm. like, and I, I learned that leaving L.A., like, I was like, oh, people get dressed in Miami, people get dressed on the East Coast, like, in L.A. it's like, People wearing sweats in a hoodie, like going to like a million billion dollar event, like and you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. And and the, the culture out here, like you said, is so it's so tricky, so immersed in so many different things, so many ties. How did you? Because going on ten years and being able to have continue to have good relationships. Mm-hmm. How did you continue to to manage those
1: relationships over time? So for me, uh, I'm old school man. Like yeah. like like this right here yeah. this is what I stand on. My handshake, Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I stand on that. Like if yeah. I if I say I'm gonna do something, I do it. My yeses yeah. are my yeses. My nose are my nose. And 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 my word is my bond. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that and that's how I moved through every city. Yeah. And when you solid. That's a language that that's that, that that that's fluent no matter where you at. Yeah. You know what I no, mean? Absolutely. And so um absolutely. that's allowed me to, you know, really really do my thing. Yeah. You
0: know. And and also the journey of uh being a well let's let's talk on that. You know, mm-hmm. the the label of being a promoter. Mm-hmm. Um it, it has a stigma yes. to it and I I'm in the I understand that it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you how do you how do you feel about that label being put and how do you make sure that you know? How do you change it when you have your guests and your your people Got that you, you able to build up? So,
1: so for me, I've never really viewed the label in a in a in a positive light. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You know when when I hear the term promoter, um, it 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 gives connotation to to to, to you know, a lot of the, the the more uncomfortable experiences that people have had, yeah. or the shady things, or you know, I may say one thing and do another, or mm-hmm. you know, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, and so for me, I've always referred to myself as, as as an event producer, yeah, you know what I mean, or 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 or, or you know, a, a lifestyle specialist, yeah, you know, because because I, I I do so many things outside of just you know bring girls to the club and try yeah. to get you in and tell you whatever you know, and so for me that that's kind of been my mindset on it, but also um, I feel like. If I'm labeled as that, I, I'm one of the people that 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 gives it a positive, yeah, energy. You what, know what, what I mean.
0: What would you to say to somebody that's young and on your same journey and like they want to do events, they want to be a lifestyle enthusiast? What would you say for them to get into it, regardless of what city they, mm-hmm. they're in? Like, how would you say it now?
1: I would say, man, uh, you have you have to really you have to really care about people. Yeah um and, and, and take care of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and it's the the small interactions that add up to, you know, bigger things that'll bless you. Yeah. You know, um I work I have a brand partnership with Cavassier. Mm-hmm. And I developed this brand partnership and this relationship from taking care of somebody that yeah. came to LA and came out with me and they and they just they, they, they love the courtesy and how mm-hmm. I was able to move around and, 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 the, and the grace I gave them in a place they weren't familiar with, yep. which opens up opportunities. So you'll never know what doors are open from you just being solid yeah, and just solid. taking care of people. Man, that's, you know what I mean?
0: That's, that's A1 right there. That's a fact. I mean, that's how i kind of been able to manage a lot of my relationships. I always give uh, deposits, but I don't ask for receipts ever. Like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really care because it's like I'm, I'm going to be mean regardless. One thing I've seen in the, the journey of – other lifestyle enthusiasts in other cities. Um, it's easy if you're in a Virginia, if you're in Houston, and or maybe even Miami, Atlanta. Shout out to my uh, my boys in Houston, A Life Entertainment, because I feel like they have this blueprint. It's crazy because they they uh, were able to open multiple clubs. They have restaurants. They got a. a uh, gas I mean not a gas station a car wash now they they got a farm where they farm their own food like oh, that's they, they got like a whole process now Houston you could do that because it doesn't cost this much um, what are you know and I know out here is a different path because you can't go from where you go to to just own a club and you really don't even want to own a club out here because mm-hmm. all the stuff that goes with it so what is the path that you looking for to satisfy you know your hunger
1: so, so, for me, um, I feel like I've been um, an asset to a lot of spaces, um, uh, whether it be media, whether it be um, the nightlife space, um, venues, night, uh, nightclubs, restaurants, things of that nature. Um, I also do, uh, you know, properties and vacation rentals and find spaces for people. So, my ultimate goal is to own all the spaces that I've, I've uh, provided service to, appointing people in, to create a, a, a space uh, for us, yeah. you know what I mean, for black people in LA to be comfortable. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we're in places and, and we're tolerated. Yeah. Uh, but we're not celebrated. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 and we develop thick skin mm-hmm. and, 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 and we deal with it and we just, mm-hmm. and we just, you know, we just soldier through. We think this is the way things are but when you live in other places yeah. where black people own stuff, yeah. you know what I mean, the energy is so different, so different that, you know, my goal is to, you know, bring that vibe here, yeah. you know, and, and everybody that I built relationships with, um, um, whether they be transplants or people that live here, yeah. um, the conversations that we have that excite me the most are about us teaming together, Working pooling together. resources, and buying up the block. That's you know what, what I mean, and owning fact. spaces so that we can we can create spaces that. Um, that shine the best light on on our culture and and treat us the right way and and provide equity in the spaces that we provide millions and millions of dollars to on a regular basis. Man, ownership is so important to me. So I recently
0: bought a house in Atlanta. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Actually. So I moved out there. I live out there full time. You know, I come back here, but even in my midst of being out there, it felt different. I felt like everyone's working together. Everyone's willing to work. Everyone's willing to talk. Like everyone's open. Whereas out here, like one, it's like you can't. It's hard to find the black people. Either they're in the valley or they over here in um, Baldwin Hills View Park, there, Lamar Compton, like they either on this side or they in the valley. Um, and then once you start talking about putting up, you know, things together, like it's you can't. You can't even really have those conversations because everybody just trying to still get their ducks in order. So I, I realized that even more. You know, I got the cheat code in L. A. because I'm from here, but. Even more, just going out there was a nice experience because it was just humbling. Because I'm able to work with people, talk to people, understand people, and, and having it in a human, humanistic level. Then rather than coming out here is like you're looking at me as a dollar sign. You're looking at me, you know, how to trying to make money. So navigating through that, like how do how do you do that? Because you built a, a base of solid people mm-hmm. around you, you know. And so how how do you continue to do that? And what's your call to action with that?
1: I think. Um the right energy always resonates with each other. Yeah, it does. You know yeah, what I mean? It does. And, and, and and you find your tribe, whether whether it be, you know, action orientated or yeah. whether it be uh, uh ordained. Yeah. You know, that there's certain people are in your life. And for me, it's like when I find people that resonate with my frequency, yeah, you know, uh I double down and invest time and energy into those relationships and, and, and allow those things to grow. Absolutely. You know, and, and and I realize that, you know, life will respond um the way it should in the spaces you're supposed to be in. Like yeah. when you're, when you're walking in purpose, life will lay down for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? In, in, in certain ways. Or if you, even if you have friction in certain areas, maybe there's something to learn or there's some growth right behind that friction. So I try to observe yeah. both aspects of things. And, and, and that's kind of how I, I, I gravitate and, and put good people around me. No, that, that makes sense. And then, so we, we, um,
0: we hit on the question of how to get started mm-hmm. if you were getting into this, but What advice would you give to someone that is just struggling to figure out that next step or struggling to say, you know, maybe I want to move, but the barriers they put, I can't because of X, Y, Z. What would you say to someone that's looking to just make that move?
1: There's never uh, a convenient time for your next. Right. Mm -hmm. So you always have to, you know, move uh, early and often is what I would say and, and, and learn. Through your experiences Obviously don't be You know don't be foolish Like if you're gonna get Ready to move Like make sure you You stack some paper I was gonna ask you That about Miami Did Did you close out All business in Miami Or did you keep that going Like how did you do That transition So I kept some relationships there, yeah. You know, what I mean, and, um, and so I have a I have a concierge arm and a and a, and a, and a business partner yeah. out there. Well, if anybody goes to Miami and needs any of the services that I provide in LA, yep. I can make the same thing happen in Miami with yep. the snap of a finger.
0: Nice, you know, nice. Yeah, that's important right there. So you gotta close, you gotta close out and um, be that traveling CEO out here, and and really just just do it. You know, I, I like to say that, and a lot of my counterparts, when I'm talking to young inspiring entrepreneurs, they say, oh,
1: just, 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 I'm like, yeah, you just do it and commit to it. Because you know? so much of it, you, you're you going to learn through experience. I mean, you can yeah. read a thousand books, but until you're in it, like, yeah. like you know, you, you're really not always going to know what to do. And, and, nah. and so with that level of discomfort, you know, the only, only thing I ask myself, like like with investing or anything else is, man, I wish I would have started sooner. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah, that's always that's always the case, you
0: know. I always look at my time in Houston, I'm like, damn, I should have really bought up downtown before everybody else get did and because you know, you, you think as a black person you're not really educated on those things. You think the you know, you listen to rubber band, man, you think in the rubber band is that all you have, all that cash, but it's like no, you can get equity in things and it don't even always have to be property. You can get actually intellectual property, you can get e- equity and so many other things, um, with that. So what is your next move and how
1: could people find you? So for me, um, my next move is continuing to expand my portfolio yeah. in the Airbnb businesses that I have nice. going on right now. I have a few, few Airbnbs in LA and I'm just trying to expand. So I'm looking nice. into, looking into Houston, looking in Atlanta, looking into Miami, looking into a lot of other cities where, um, you get more for your money, yeah. but the same networking principles can apply. Yep. And so, um, you know, Regardless of what's going on, people always need somewhere to live and they're not Facts. making more land. They're <laughs> so not making more land. So, you know, this is something that um I believe, you know, will free a lot of us and, and yeah. will free me from having to, you know, work on projects or things that 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 you may not love just yeah. to just to pay the bills. You know what I mean? Because when you know you have that steady flow coming in, now you can only work on things that are moving in the direction that you want to move. And we've mm-hmm. all been there where it's like, you know, you're you're sharp. People want to want to pull you in different directions to pull you on projects, but it's a beautiful thing to only work in things that are in alignment with where you're going in life. Yeah, no, that's a fact. That's a fact, Chris. It was
0: awesome having you here, man. I, I feel like I got some great value and learned a lot about you I didn't know. Um, and and how we do this thing here is like we allow people to get on the podcast, we release it, and then we want you to come back because I want. audience to understand growth i want that young promoter to understand i'm not i'm not just a promoter i'm more than i'm a lifestyle entrepreneur you know i'm promoting vibes for people and that's important like you're giving people a good time you know especially we're headed in this next time where you know recession a lot of stuff is negative now you know so it's important to have a good time so i I definitely applaud you for that and and appreciate you and glad we were able to have that conversation and a handshake yeah man. man This is the Entrepreneur Enthusiast. I got my man, Chris
1: Roy. How can they find you? Man, so if you want to find me, I'm on Instagram at Chris underscore Roy. Um, you can also check out my company website at thelifestyle.co. Hey,
0: no disrespect to any promoter that I know out there, but if y'all come to LA, tap in with my boy over here, Chris Roy. He's going to make sure you're fully taken care of and handled right. Shout out to
1: our Entrepreneur Enthusiast. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. Thanks for having me. I appreciate y'all.